Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. It makes sense that during a global pandemic, companies are facing increasingly difficult challenges. However, while it is understandable that not everything can go perfectly, there's one section of your business that will make or break you in a time like this, customer service. I've noticed that COVID-19 has become a bit of a convenient catch-all excuse businesses can use to justify their failings, whether they are related to the pandemic or not. Perhaps no arena offers as much opportunity for organizational and professional success as customer service. It lies at the heart of any organization's reasons to exist. The companies that do it well experience enormous profitability, marketplace dominance, and genuine satisfaction among their employees. Good versus great customer service can make all the difference to your bottom line. Did you know that 84% of businesses that focus on customer service see an increase in revenue as a result? If you want to see revenue increase, start with customer service. If you can meet a customer's expectations, wonderful. They came to you for a particular product or service and got what they were looking for. Expectation met. But exceeding expectations is the true gold star. Take a look at some examples of what it would look like to exceed the call of duty. Going above and beyond the initial project scope. Finishing ahead of schedule. Sticking around to make sure the customer knows exactly how to use the product they purchased. Providing goods and services at a reasonable price, which creates significantly more value for the consumer. Everyone loves feeling like they got a good deal. Customer service is a major player in keeping customers happy. But did you also know that the service you provide is key in getting referrals too? Let me share a recent example of how a company missed the mark on generating referrals from me. It was time to get a new roof and I knew it was going to be expensive, so I had to get this right. I had been hearing a lot of commercials and so did my due diligence on getting several bids. After many conversations, a final company was selected and work was ready to begin as evidenced by a permit taped to the front door. The crew showed up when they said they would and got to work right away. The job took the amount of time they said it would take, approximately 10 days. When the roof was finished, it looked great. However, that's when the customer experience began to slide downhill. In the agreement, I was told that they would have one of the crew members go completely around the house with a magnetic sweeper to pick up all the nails, flashing, and other metal fragments that coincide with replacing an old roof. That never happened. It became clear how dangerous this lack of final attention to detail became when both my husband and I stepped on an old rusty nail, thankfully wearing thick rubber-soled shoes because that would have been a trip to the emergency room for a tetanus shot if we had been barefoot or wearing flip-flops. 
what if my child, pets, or grandma were still living in the home and one of them stepped on a rusty nail? Every single day since the job was completed, I have picked up old roof nails, which now counting has been about 55 days, literally filling up a huge bucket. I realized what they did. Instead of using a magnetic sweeper, they simply took a leaf blower and blew all the bits and pieces under our plants and bushes. Furthermore, we never heard from the company to have any kind of a final inspection, talk about anything we may need to do on our end, such as dealing with some exposed flashing that they did not paint, replacing the wire mesh that I had installed to keep birds from nesting in certain places on the roof, or that we should flush out the gutter downspouts, which we discovered were completely clogged with roofing materials. They did call about a week later to ask about payment, which had already been handled, so I took the opportunity to mention all the rusty nails and bucket full of stuff we had collected. It was shrugged off and blamed on the guy that was supposed to do it, but had unfortunately just quit the company the day before our job was finalized. Last impressions. People say all the time that the first impression is important. No doubt it is. Just as important, if not even more so, is the last impression, as it leaves a lasting impression. If you make sure the customer's last experience during the service encounter is a positive one, an above average experience, even an amazing experience, then the customer will self-reinforce that positive emotion on your behalf for a long time after the actual experience. Now, Every time I hear their ads on the radio, I chuckle because they are spending a fortune trying to get new clients when all they had to do was finish the job in an exceptional way so that I would be happy to give them a positive review or, when possible, a potential new client referral. It's not rocket science to understand if you do want your customers to make referrals, give them a reason to talk about your company. As you approach your day-to-day, you must constantly be innovating in the area of customer experience. Not only do you want to delight them, but you want to delight them in a way that will put you top of mind. You want them to say to individuals in their network, you will not believe what happened to me today. Stories are powerful, and if your prospect is compelled to share their experience, prospects will listen. Here's the process on how you create customer experiences that are noteworthy. First, understand where the customer is at and what their pains are. Second, identify what success looks like to them. Third, find key areas that will bridge that gap from A to B. Fourth, cross-reference those areas with the solutions that you provide, the solutions that they're investing in. Fifth, understand that these are the things that they expect. Sixth, identify where to go above and beyond the things that will fill the gap but are out of scope or expectation. Seventh, deliver. And I believe the most important is the eighth step in the process, which is post-purchase follow-up. This will tell you everything you need to know about their customer experience. And I don't just mean sending them a survey. Call them. Talk about what went well and where there is room for improvement. 
then implement solutions or additional strategies to what you just learned. It's possible that the answer lies in a new method of delivery, going above and beyond on a particular task, providing more value than you promised, or ideating ways that the process can be more enjoyable, fun, or experiential. Look for opportunities for a positive response. The best referrals come about after the customer has had an opportunity to experience the value that you're capable of delivering. When you've got the basics down, which is no small feat as we've discussed, you're in a position where you can start looking at delighting your customers and going above and beyond the basics. The way to do this is to deliver the unexpected, what customers don't even know they want. It's a real challenge to get to this stage, and I believe that most companies still have serious work to do around the basics. For those of you that have cracked it, this relies on being able to anticipate what your customers are likely to want and need based on what you already know about them. This is about measuring customer emotion and understanding the feelings of your customer base, understand the different concerns that each customer segment has, and make sure the service proposition is tailored to what the customer needs. To deliver the unexpected, you need a concrete understanding of your customer journeys and their key touch points with the brand. Otherwise, your efforts to delight can easily miss the mark. Most companies are still working towards building block one and two, where the focus is about delivering consistent and reliable service. But understanding where you can progress to and work towards will help you to shape and build your offering both now and in the future. Which marketing or sales tactic do you think has the highest return on investment? Inbound marketing, email campaigns, Facebook ads? The truth is this, there's a standout winner that can't be touched by any other method. That winner is referrals. Word of mouth advertising is 50 times more powerful than advertising. One person telling another what to do, what to buy, where to shop, what and where to eat, where to live, what to drive, or what not to do, buy or drive, or where not to shop, eat, or live. Memorable customer service to create favorable word of mouth advertising can only take place in a human to human situation. It's about creating wows at every ordinary situation. What's the word on the street, your industry, about you? How many people call you out of the blue to place orders? How many people tell you positive stories they heard about you? All things being equal, people want to do business with friends. All things being quite not equal, people want to do business with friends. The best way to get to be friends is to be friendly. Think about how friendly you are, or your staff, or frontline folks who deal with your prospects and customers every day. Are they willing to help? When someone reaches out with a problem, do you try to get rid of it, or are you the one to solve it? After this break, I'm gonna talk more about how to be friendly and how to create wows. I'll be right back. 
Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Nevada Technology Academy offers training from the IBM Skills Academy. Register for classes like the Internet of Things, transforming industries by leveraging cutting-edge technologies. Visit mvtechacademy.com. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. I'm talking about word-of-mouth advertising and how come it's 50 times more powerful than regular advertising. In January, I had to replace my postage machine because the lease was up. Got a new model from the same company, but during the transition, the company name changed, and my guess is that there were other internal changes as well. My lease payment dropped about $150 a month, so I was excited when I would only have to pay $134 a month, saving my company about $1,800 a year. During the transition from one lease to the other, I never received any credit for the final payments made to the company on the old lease, even though those payments would have been posted after the new lease began. For eight months, I had been fighting with this company, trying to get someone to give me a full accounting for all the monies paid. Instead, they continued charging me late fees, fees for not having insurance, even though I proved I had sent a new certificate, naming them as an insured, and using the payments I sent each month to cover all those charges I was disputing on a regular basis. Every month, I would reach out and reshare the same story for yet another customer service rep who would assure me that they were going to get this resolved. So I just kept sending my $134. Finally, end of September, I reached out again asking the current person I was talking to that I needed to get a decision maker because I was no longer going to make any payments and they could come fish the postage machine out of the dumpster. When the manager called me back, I told him that in 27 years of business, I had never spent so much time on a $134 a month payment, which is all I owe and all I agreed to pay. He assured me that he could deal with all the old late fees, overcharges, and issues I had been experiencing, and that he would call me back to let me know when everything had been updated. He did, in fact, follow up, credited the overcharges and late fees like he said he would, and now finally, after nine months, I am confident that my $134 payment is all I need to pay. It was a long process but I am stubborn. We all agree there is no excuse for poor customer service, but for a long time now, I have noticed when you call a lot of companies, it sounds something like this. Press one to reach a person who can't really help you. Press two to go to four departments and six options before you can leave a message, or press three to be immediately disconnected. Service is a feeling. 
You know what it is when you get it. Instead of giving your customers a bunch of lame excuses or reasons you can't do what they want, start your response with, yes, we can handle that, or yes, we can get this done. In the end, customer perception is all that matters. Friendly makes sales, and friendly generates repeat business. Friendly is quality, and like all qualities, has varying levels of competency. Friendly is a degree. What's the temperature of friendly in your place of business? Is it warm or cold? The relationship between friendly staff and loyal customers is that one breeds the other. If your staff is mediocre when it comes to friendly, you can first think about how you hired them in the first place, that's a culture review, and second, start training on the fundamental skills that build themselves first and your company second. I remember years ago, I hired a woman as a business support specialist who did everything right in the interview, had the skills necessary to do the job, and was friendly towards everyone during the hiring process. The moment I hired her, she informed me that she doesn't answer the phone. That was a bit of a shock since business support spends all their time dealing with our clients over the phone. The second shock came when I invited her to lunch along with the rest of the business support team so they could get to know each other. She stated in no uncertain terms that the lunch hour was her personal time and she had no interest in participating unless I said it was mandatory. I assured her it was not. Long story short, I knew I had an HR problem and fortunately was able to work through all the necessary steps to get her gone. As mentioned before, referral sales require almost no financial investment, but they bring in very valuable warm leads. Referral marketing is a marketing tactic that makes use of recommendations and word of mouth to grow a business's customer base through the networks of its existing customers. Referral marketing can take many forms, but at its heart, it's a way to get your biggest fans to help spread the word about your brand. In other words, referral marketing turns your current customers into brand advocates. Next week, I want to drill further down into how to create your referral marketing strategy. This week, it's all about why you need to. How much of a difference do referrals make? Well, consider this. A word-of-mouth impression drives at least five times more sales than a paid impression. Customers acquired through word-of-mouth spend two times more and make two times as many referrals themselves. Referred leads convert 30% better and have a 16% higher lifetime value than leads acquired via other channels. Half of Americans would pick word of mouth if they could only select one source for information on potential purchases. Word of mouth and referral marketing are cost-effective, powerful, and trusted. When we have a good experience with a brand, product, service, or employees, we're happy to and frequently do share it with others. In his bestseller, Contagious, marketing professor and author Jonah Berger identified six principles of sharing and word of mouth. One, social currency. We share what makes us look good. Two, triggers. We share what's at the top of our minds. Three, emotion. 
we share what we care about. Four, public. We imitate what we see people around us doing. Five, practical value. We share things that have value to others. And six, stories. We share stories, not information. Most businesses spend all their time, effort, and money on conventional, externally focused advertising, marketing, or selling programs when a fraction of that time and money would get them many times the results if they developed a formalized internal referral system. Let's examine the psychology behind such systems. The psychology. You have a moral and business obligation to extend the same superior level of results or benefits you provide to each and every one of your clients to everyone they hold dear. What's my rationale for saying this? It all stems from a fundamental belief I hold about what you do. Most people in business think of the generic aspects of what they do. They sell real estate, insurance, salon services, or steel-toed boots. Refuse to allow yourself to become a commodity. Instead, focus on your contribution to your clients' lives or business and the ultimate impact that results or the value you provide. Focus on the incredible contribution or benefit your product or service made possible. For example, Sage International Inc. establishes corporations and LLCs for every type of business you can imagine across the United States. I share with my potential new client that I am not a filing service. We don't file your article, ship you a book, and now the relationship is over. In fact, in our model, once the articles are filed, that's when the real relationship begins. You will have a lot of questions, many of which you don't know you need to ask. Our company reputation was built on the fact that you can call Monday through Friday and get an answer to your question right now. We don't ask you to fill out a web form, complete a ticket, talk to a chat bot, or leave a message so someone can get back to you in 24 hours. We answer the phone and all questions immediately. Our customer service is based on availability and making sure our clients stay on track, keep moving forward so they can make better decisions, which is crucial for business success. The result is that every single day, we receive a call from someone who is referred to us by one of our happy clients, business associates, or network partners. No matter how hard you provide the highest level of customer service, what I call hugging your customers, you're still going to hit some bumps. And a lot of those bumps revolve around consistency. Consistency is a delivery of what has come to be expected experience. It means delivering exceptional customer service the first time you encounter a customer, then doing it again the second, third, and 40th time. Consistency is very important in any business and what trust is based on. I recently experienced this firsthand. I just started working with a new client, and during our phone call, we scheduled our next follow-up phone call. I put it on my calendar for the 25th of September, and he had put it down on the 18th. Of course, I missed the call on the 18th. He emailed me that I missed the call. I apologized, stated I wasn't sure how I had scheduled it for the 25th, and apologized again. Since I did have it for the 25th, was he going to be available? I did not hear back from him. I did call on the 25th and got no answer. 
About two days later, I received an email that he basically said he did not want to move forward, and if possible, he wanted his money back. I didn't respond immediately because I wanted to think about the underlying cause of this abrupt change since all of our previous conversations were productive and certainly seemed as though we were working from the same page. I realized I had broken his trust. I was not consistent and had demonstrated a lack of attention to detail by scheduling the wrong date for the call. While this could appear trivial, shrug it off to the fact that we all make mistakes, this, for some reason, was a deal breaker for my client. I did respond back the next day, apologized again, followed up with some of the information that would have been shared on the call, and stressed that I have no desire of quitting on him as a client when I know there is a lot of work to do and I'm the one that can do it. He responded back about two days later that he would think about it. That's at least a positive sign, yet we'll see how it turns out. For some clients, one misstep is all it takes to break their trust. In any business, things do go wrong from time to time. They have to because you're dealing with human beings. And that's when most businesses switch to their defensive mode. How do we cover it up? How do we shift the blame? How do we pretend it never happened? I never look on mistakes as problems, but rather as challenges and opportunities. Recognize that tremendous bonding can occur when you recover from a mistake and go beyond a customer's expectations. That's why when I or any one of my staff trip up, we try extra hard to make things right. Indeed, some of our most memorable stories are about recovering from mistakes. Relationships, after all, encourage open and frank communication, not to mention forgiveness. I have always encouraged a systematic approach regarding occasional mistakes. Recognize it so you can take corrective action. Admit it, own it, so you can deal with the situation and the customer. Apologize quickly. Fix it and hopefully recover so it's a win-win situation. And then give the customer something that makes them feel that their part of the win is extra special. A personalized note, a book, a flower, whatever. If you're serious about fixing mistakes, you must have a methodology that everyone consistently follows so you ensure that no one else has that same experience again. Satisfaction is no longer a measure of customer success. Loyalty is. What is a loyal customer? One who will create positive word-of-mouth advertising about you, refer other people to do business with you, and fight before they switch from you to a competitor. Loyalty is not the result of a single experience or event. Loyalty evolves over time, based on your deeds, actions, and words. That means being unusual where usual is expected. That means being fun, creative, and poignant. Being human in the world of business can set you apart more than you know. That means getting business for your customers and prospects. There's a thought. How about referring people to your own customers? Think that builds loyalty beyond belief? That means giving your customers and prospects valuable information to help build their business, exactly what Sage International does. We become a resource they can't live without. That means giving proactive service or service way beyond the sale. Treat every customer 
client, patient, passenger, subscriber, guest, or member in such a memorable way that when the transaction is complete, the customer tells someone else how great it was. Keep in mind that the purpose of a business is to create a customer who creates customers. Customer service skill development provides the most significant arena for career success. Whether you work for a huge corporation or run a lemonade stand, the principles of customer service remain the same. You live and die by what your customers think of you. Thank you for tuning into The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m., right here on 1180 AM Radio, Nevada Real Estate Radio.